have a great voice for podcasting. <laughs> I'm like, yes. But how well, about that, my six that, pack? <laughs> that's that's the compliment version. The 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 backhanded compliment is you have a you have a, a face for radio. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It means headphones fit nicely on your head, right? Is that is that what it means? Yeah. All something right. like that. Well I've got the recording Check. going here. But we okay. can we can do uh uh here is here okay, first of all, first of all, I don't know if people have noticed, but we have a slightly different show note format where we list some topical funny things at the top. Some topics. Okay. And I would like to say that that is largely due to Matt Ray. So thank you, Matt Ray. You're you're <laughs> you're extracting out the goodness. You're yes. you you're finding it. <clears throat> uh, trying to, but I'm also trying to cut back on like I keep telling myself I'm going to cut down on my Twitter and, and other reading, but uh, luckily, luckily, um, the the Slack people we have, you know, all of our great listeners, yeah. uh, are posting stuff in uh, our backlog for us. So then I don't even have to go on on uh, Twitter. It's true. Just, let let me. Yeah. That was the second thing I wanted to open with as as a uh, as a topic. But let me jump to that one. Uh, I mean, two. The second thing. You know how people are always complaining about Twitter is awful. Yes. So I think particularly uh, if you listen to a lot of like podcasts, uh, you know, political podcasts and podcasts by people much more famous. Well, I won't speak for you, but much more famous than me. They're always talking about how Twitter is terrible and it's bad. And my take has been, well, I only follow here. Let me let me I can actually check this. You know, I only follow uh, how many people like 100. Okay, I follow 236 people on Twitter. Let me clarify. 236 accounts. Yeah, on Twitter. And like I, I've over the years, I've, I've systematically gone through and just like unfollowed people that like yeah. that, like not not necessarily that are annoying. But basically, I only follow uh, Software Defined Talks favorite political pundit, Matthew Iglesias. And other than that, <laughs> I don't really follow anyone else in the political world. So I don't see that. And then, and then, uh, you know, there's people, there's some people who are always complaining about like the tech world and I don't really follow them so much. I don't really follow like the tech ethics people, uh, as yeah. much. I follow some of them just cause I feel like I need to, but basically well, if you want to follow tech ethics, you can follow like, uh, Andrew Schaefer and, uh, and our friend Bridget and they will retreat most of the important things going on there, <laughs> uh, which, which uh, I am yes. very thankful for. They, uh, they, yes. they do that web 2.0 thing where my, my, my friends and my social network are surfacing things that I want to be reading that I wouldn't have found other words. Yeah. Your, your, your Twitter is all woken up. That's right. That's right. So I got, I'm, I'm chock full of that. But other than that, I just follow people that I'm interested in. Really, Twitter's not that bad of a place. Now I have a third thing that I do, which is I actually only read my notifications. So I don't actually wow. follow Twitter very much now. So no, yeah, please, please go ahead. Call her. Uh, <laughs> so my, my tactic for following is, um, I try to only follow people who had, uh, who would actually respond to me. Oh, uh, right. So I don't follow like, you know, Matthew Iglesias, uh, whatever, you know, uh, or, you know, there's a fair number of authors that I, I like. Uh, and so for them, I use a list. Mm. For people who are like, I, I, so uh, my secret is not, not that big a secret is, is I use a uh, tweet bot yes. and I've got four columns and one column is like a, a safe search where I, you know, I surface up uh, some work stuff, some software defined talk stuff. And it, you know, it just hits on, you know, a couple of those things. And that way I see tweets around the things that are of interest to me. Yeah. Uh, and then, 
uh, and unfortunately, like the chef one is so overloaded with food Oof. stuff. But you know, it's kind of nice at times. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I used, you, I used to use TweetDeck, and I use it yeah. to to cross post to the software. Oh, I use TweetBot. TweetBot. Yeah. Oh, TweetBot. No. Yeah. Tell TweetBot. me more. So TweetBot yeah. allows. Is it have a similar interface where you can put lists in? Yeah, yeah, oh. and you can just define columns by list. Hmm. Uh, and then, and then I have uh, a list that I call news, where that's where I put people or topics that are interesting to me. Mm. and you know i usually don't expect people in there to ever respond to me if i were to like tweet at them mm. all right so, you know so like you know william gibson or or uh cory doctorow or you know um uh various tech conferences you know just mm. it's got a lot of junk what's in it. what's and, what's going on in cory doctorow world nowadays you know every now and uh, then i try to like keep up with him and i'm just like uh well i actually met him he came to sydney a couple months ago for really? a, a book for a, a, a panel discussion, it got some books signed. I took my kid, and it was good. It was good. Uh, my my fifteen year old is starting to read his uh, his YA stuff, which is uh, is actually really good. Anyway, that's that's a different rat hole. Um, his current thing is, of course, the uh, uh, the European Union's uh, copyright stuff. Oh. But let's not rat hole on that either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think our GDPR episodes were were sometime last year where we just we just put that in a box and agreed that it's bullshit. Well, uh, yeah, so. and you know, this is breaking news, but I don't want to talk about it. Um mm-hmm. and then uh but 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 I do follow um who's the the I think he's the CEO of uh Twitch. Um hmm. um and and he retweets a lot of print stuff, which is awesome um but like the singer yeah yeah like <laughs> or is it glitch twitch glitch glitch uh anil ah jeez. anyway um but he made this this really good point that like if you want to surface more diverse content you need to go out of your way to put more diverse people into your feeds so uh, yes that's a general uh, principle of of increasing diversity is uh it's it's sort of like the positive version of of my uh general life improvement uh rule which is don't do dumb shit which is if you want to uh incre- you know improve some situation you should do more what is it jesus said uh be be the jesus you want to be or something <laughs> I think it was float like a bumblebee and fly through the eye of the needle or something. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, so now that we've offended that group, um, yeah. So so I try to not add people to my direct follows unless I'm like, um, you know, I, I feel they will up the level of of general content because uh, you know, sorry dudes, I got a lot of dudes in my feed, um, mm. and uh, yeah. So uh, this is and you. You are very thoughtful about this, Matt Ray. I admire that. Put a lot of thought into there. I like that. But I, I do periodically go through it and purge. So I'm only I'm only following four hundred and sixty-four. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple people in there who I'm probably following out of politeness, uh, Oof. that I've muted. Yeah, those, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should probably do some of that. Yeah. Know. Uh so and then, you know, that that's that's my strategy. <laughs> and then uh oh, with with the tweet bot, I am very, very heavy on the mutes of client types hashtags you know i mm-hmm. i there's stuff i just don't need anymore yeah yeah well i have two two things one of which is new and then two back to my my original uh, thread <laughs> just briefly uh yes. my original thread will be brief but uh uh oh what was the thing i forgot the new thing i was going to mention but that's fine it's, it's probably okay we were talking about twitter 
and you got that. Yes. Oh, here's a little tip. I don't know if you do this. You know, you can have hidden lists that only you can see. And these, yes. these are handy. I only have a couple of them. I actually, actually my pivotal list I have hidden because every now and then, you know, like you hire someone, not you, but someone gets hired and it hasn't been announced yet. And you want to add it to the pivotal list. Oh, yeah. You know, when I was doing m and I was told all sorts of freezy, uh, freezy, freaky OPSEC stuff that you got to be aware of. Uh, so I'm always paranoid about that. Anyways, anyways, I have another yeah. one that I, a, a hidden list that I call uh, road people. And this road is where if I meet someone like out and about and I don't really want to follow them, I add them to this list. And this list is only so that I can go look through it and remember who they are, right? Because like, I, you're probably not like this because you're a nice person. But I meet a lot of people and I just have no memory of who they were, mm, right? And I don't, yeah. even, I don't even remember their name, but I kind I, of will remember their avatar or something. So, <laughs> I call that LinkedIn. <laughs> ooh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually did a big LinkedIn going through my uh, 120 like outstanding. And by outstanding, I mean not dealt with, not cool, instead of cool, just sort of <laughs> invites. And there should be a filter that basically if their title says B2B or I came across, just don't even show me. Right. Like, yes, I don't want that. Yes. But there's some there's some good ones in there, like, you know, executives and 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 other people at, at customers and prospects uh, that I run sure. across or other people. So you, you can't you can't throw out the babies with the bathwater. Don't throw out yeah. the executives with the bathwater. Exactly. Uh, oh, but here's here's what was bringing up my whole Twitter thing is like. So I've had a couple of tweets recently that have gotten to be uh, for me relative to what attention I get very popular. One. Uh, most recently, I was complaining about paste with formatting, right? Like, I mean, paste with formatting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I posted about that, like, way back in the day. The, I know, it's I built know. into Mac OS. Yeah, I, I mean, well, now, 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 yes. So this is directly to my point, is I post about this maybe once a year. Now, now, you got your, uh, my fingers remember the key combination, but my brain does not, as is often the case. You know, you got your, uh, you got your Apple, your Apple shift or control or something V, whatever it is, right? Yes. Yeah. Apple shift. I'm doing it now. And that supposedly now I'm going to use a word here and we're going to play a game Matt. Ray. Pick the word that should not belong in this sentence. Control shift V will always copy without formatting. Which word does not belong in that sentence? I'll tell you the (laughs) word, the word always. See, I, I, I got, I got, I, I got, turned on the axle because you said copy but it's v which is paste Paste, whatever yeah <laughs> let, let me let me rephrase that A trick question let me rephrase oh. that okay okay matt ray forget everything that happened in the last 30 seconds okay. in, in the following phrase which word is incorrectly in the sentence control shift wait apple shift v <laughs> apple shift v will always paste without formatting you don't always you, always, never always should format. not be in there sometimes yes. it does Sometimes it doesn't. So mm-hmm. now uh, you don't have to be some sort of like, you know, early 90s uh, Jacob Nielsen type. Like, I mean, if, if, a, if, a, if a function on some software is inconsistent, it, it might as well like, you know, have like only two fingers. Like, it's just like, it's not, it's not good. It's some sort of Lovecraftian like squid monster living out in the country in a barn. Like, it's wow. just like, I'm, I'm not. And, and so here, here's, here's my broader point. Now, usually what I do, is I often go into the uh, the Apple key things and I map 
things correctly. Uh, but still, I think I think it's the Microsoft Office things that are like resistant to this, which, you know, if you are one of these people that I'm about to talk about, who's just like, well, then it's, it's Microsoft's fault, not not uh, not Mac OS, you know, uh, <laughs> which is fine. But anyways, this is this is all beside the point. There was another another tweet that I had some. Oh, I was tweeting it with the, the animated GIF of the Beetlejuice person. And like, you know, this is like waiting for a, a network person to open a port. Yes. Ticket yeah. 987. Yes. Yes. And and. Uh oh, hey, can you let the dog back in? Thank you. Um, anyways, so I have discovered why all these popular people don't like Twitter is because you get a lot of likes and retweets, but then there are these people who like write a comment to you and they're trying to, you know, they, they don't really understand that like you're just being a little shit, right? And so they, they want to like, they want <laughs> to be like, help. yeah, they want to be like, man, if I didn't have that, it'd be terrible. Like, you know, pace with formatting or like, oh yeah, but sure. Those developers, they just want you to open every single port. And you're like, dude, I, dude. Let me think. There was one dudette, I think, but it's pretty much all dudes. And and it's just like, man, I you know, I, I why are you trying? Like <laughs> And so I think I think that maybe is people an issue. People just want to be helpful, Kote. I know. I know. I think maybe that's an issue that that people who don't like Twitter who are very popular have is they uh they they get a lot of these people trying to be helpful because they get such high traffic. Uh, so you you don't go for the Kote explaining. Oh, wait, is that me explaining or people explaining to me? People explaining to you. You know that is that is a minefield at a meta level, and then also itself is like I. It's it's very difficult. Like I, I find myself. Pardon me for being pedantic. Tell me if I don't need pedantic. Which sounds like you know being a, a what did what did, what did uh, Walter call it a pederast? Like so one you've already, you're already in, in shaky territory. Uh, but like I just I I need to recalibrate. On, on when I need to explain things. Because on the other side, I just had this happen to me. Now, granted, I was presenting to some Swedish people uh, who Swedish people speak Englishly perfectly well. Uh, but I have been told this by several people that like my style of presenting is like I'm just like very quick and like I make all these jokes and I don't leave time for people to like laugh. I'm just uh, like, I'm just going like it's, the, like, it's like like Dennis Miller in front of an ESL crowd. Uh, mm. <laughs> 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 oh, oh the, the old good Dennis Miller, not the current. Now, what, what's that? What's the ESL? <laughs> oh, English is a second language. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that's, uh, and it's just like, I, uh, you know, my friend Taco Bob told me this, this at first and I tried to correct it and I didn't correct it. And eventually Taco Bob was like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. That's just, that's what you do. That's your thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, you know, the, uh, I don't know. That's what I do. I like, I, I, I am talking fast and I'm making little jokes here and there. And I'm, I'm in a, you know, an American, not to mention like a, a Texan. And like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm too old. I'm an old fart. I can't improve. I just mm. do what I do. But this raises something I was going to wait till later in the show, which is, uh, I was watching, I was looking for the, uh, the 2019 Bruce Sterling South by Southwest talk. And I found, I found the 2018 one. The one where he's trying to tell them that they need to get better at identifying art and culture. Uh, and I realized, I sort of re-remembered that like, oh, right. He's the person I'm always trying to imitate when I give a talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's really good, though. I, I, I like, uh, you know, I'm probably in the back of my mind. I'm, I'm trying to channel some sort of Bruce Sterling, but I'm just not that cool. I know. I know. My, the, my next level shit is going to be no slides. I don't. I, I think uh, I think one year he took a picture of or someone had a picture of like the notes that he uses 
and just like, oh man, his talks are so good. I mean, yeah, I think they're so good in the way that the criticism of my talks that people give is just like, I mean, it's like you gotta, it's like stinky cheese. Like, you know, if you're into stinky cheese, it's good. The best. Cheese. Yeah. But man, his talks are the best. He's just yeah. so good. But I, I noticed he actually talks kind of slow. He does, he does pause for the jokes, but, uh, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta develop on top of that style, have my own style. Mm. Oh, my second topic. Lots, that lots to unpack there. <laughs> my first topic that is now the second topic that we can just go over. Look, I'm going to call it USB-C fucking bullshit. Just, oh, just, no. just fuck that shit. Right. Like not into it. I, uh, I just, I, you know, I, what, what now, what now I'm, I'm enjoying USB-C lives. I mean, I mean, I like the theory of it, but I think, I think it is, hold on. Is someone choking? <laughs> Oh, no, no, okay. no. We pause the recording or no. Oh. No, no, they're fine. They're fine. So I I like the theory of USB C, but I think I think like all uh things that Apple is a vanguard on, uh kind of like you know, there was the Apple Pay announcement where you know Apple Pay's been around for a while and it kind of works, doesn't work. I've actually found out recently it works here in the Netherlands quite a bit. But I think like all things that Apple is a vanguard on, uh what they should do is wait two years. Right. So like USB-C is cool, but I got all these fucking wires and converters and shit. Right. Yep, and and yep. I, I know this is a cliche Apple argument, but the reason I'm bringing this up is like I was kind of all into it, but it's just like it's causing me problems. Like when we before we were recording, like I, I adjusted something in my I've got one of those um one of those USB-C hubs that plugs into the side of your computer. So one, you can yep. power your big laptop on it, whatever. But it's yep. just like I've had three of them and they're always loose. So like you move your computer a little bit and it gets unplugged. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And so I need one of those. Which, what's the animal that has like a hook on its uh, on its Johnson or whatever? I, ne- I need a USB-C <laughs> thing that's got a hook on, on the uh, the mail ends so it stays in. <laughs> or, or I'm not going. I'm not taking that line of <laughs> t- Taking that bait as it were? No. Mm. Oh, geez. Anyways, um, I, uh, I, I, I did learn that something like 90% of uh, birds have uh, uh, evolved away from having penises. So there hmm. you go. Wow. At least one species is improving. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually like this idea that I've got this hub that I plug in that's got my monitor, my power. It's got um, the other things. And it's got, it's got a USB-A plug. Yeah, yeah. And, and it also, well, I don't know what that is, but I also, it also that's, has... That's the old, old style USB. Mm, it also has the SIM card thing, so I can do that trick that you taught oh, me wow. years ago, where you can, like, expand your hard drive space by putting in a micro thing. And, I mean, I like the whole concept, but it's just like, you know, I also like the concept of, like, you know, traveling in an airplane, right? It's just, <laughs> it's just the sort of, like, implementation of it that's a letdown. So I just, there's nothing to be done about it. Which is why I'm complaining well, about it. It's just frustrating. It's just like why, I, what, you it's, know, it's and, like and that, that, it's like you know what it's like. It's like DisplayPort. It's just like what the fuck, right? Like what you know, you're trying to do. I, I, what I stopped carrying my my DisplayPort uh, last year, um, but uh, that is that is very Bruce Sterling, right? He's going to rant at the world, and then he's like, be like, peace out, back to Ser- Serbia or Ibiza or, or wherever he's yeah. living these days. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I need to go find this, but but I, I think I think one of the the moments that not that I realized because I knew this for a while, but I, my my interest was rekindled. So it was some talk that he was giving, of course, at South by Southwest, and at some point early on, he hoists up a a six pack of of Shiner bottles, 
And he's like, oh, everything's going great here. We're having a party. So I think I'm just going to have one, too. And he just like <laughs> opens up a shiner and starts drinking while he's talking, which is just just great. I, I guess I, I totally forgot about spring break. Is that is that already happening? Is, is, is he already keynoted or? Yeah. South by Southwest was the week before last. Ah, OK. So, I, so just, somewhere I, I should be able to find his most recent keynote. It's It's not up yet. So, because oh, I good. looked for it well, last night, I, it you know I like like you to be all Mister Fucking Cosmopolitan's Fisticate uh, over here. Uh, like I I was not reminded of it till I was at a little executive dinner last week, and some uh, Amsterdam people <laughs> were like, "Oh, we just got back from South by Southwest," and I was like, "Oh, great! The Dutch yeah. are te- the Dutch are telling me when shit's happening in my city." Do, yeah, do so you're like well, back on your way to Davos, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Where's my fucking helicopter? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, even if you have to deal with USB-C and, uh, you know, you got it plugged in, you want to monitor things, you're going to your, your mom, you want to keep up with things. Matt Ray, how yes. might you monitor all this stuff that we dedicate our lives, we serve these computers? How do we keep wow. them up and running? Uh, well, you know, I would suggest uh, you check out our sponsor, SolarWinds. Uh, this episode is sponsored by SolarWinds and one of their DevOps tools, AppOptics. Nobody likes a trade-off. So why trade-off when you can have it all? Developers are having to choose between monitoring everything and staying in their budget. The result? Major gaps in their monitoring. Well, AppOptics is monitoring that you can afford to run everywhere. Pricing is based on host hours, not maximum count or high watermark. With AppOptics, you can catch performance issues before your customers do. Find that root cause of any application or server issue in real time. AppOptics lets developers and operations spend less time troubleshooting, more time doing what they love, delighting users. So it's a SaaS-hosted, easy-to-manage, and budget-friendly offering. Learn more or try it free for 14 days. Just go to appoptics.com slash SDT, lowercase. Always good stuff. I, I, uh, I always see PDFs for some financial analysis in my little uh, uh, financial investor analysis things. And, and uh, one day I should probably read those. I always, I always <laughs> think it, it would be fun to look over them. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, one thing, uh, it, Zoom, Zoom us looks like yeah. they're IPOing. I have not read their S1. It'll be curious. Mm. It'll be interesting to see it. You know, anytime there's an S1 or some financials, I always want to look at it, but I don't. Uh, but did you get a also, chance to uh, crack that one open? Um, not, not, not that much. Uh, you know, I, I remember, uh, wow, looking through the company milestones from their S1. They were founded in 2011, mm. so that's pretty crazy because uh, it says they're they're IPOing for a hundred million. Which um, I don't know. That I, I guess they they're not a unicorn, huh? Um, like their valuation is a hundred million. Yeah. That's all they're IPOing for. Maybe they're only putting up part of the company. Man, somebody should read this stuff. Uh, it said they did $330 million in revenue, so that's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that probably means, that probably means they're, that's just the amount of stock they're selling. They're, right, right. As, that's what as I mean. the they're British not... like to say, floating. 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 Um, Let's see yeah, what tech so... – it's valued at $1 billion when it raised funding in 2017, in the, in 2017, in the form of a $100 million check. Anyways, hmm. uh, so, so yeah, they're they're IPOing, and uh, that's good because I, you know, I remember when they started uh, thinking, "Huh, yet another video conferencing. What? Who will be next?" And uh, yeah, you yeah, know, it's and pretty I, good. I don't know about about you, but when I go around the uh, travel around the world to to this, that, and the other, you know, in between my trips to Davos, uh, <laughs> like there are a lot of like meeting 
companies out there now. And yes, uh, there are. Man, they all are hiring the same ad firm because basically their ad is like some different color of a of a uh, of a Slack looking icon, and they're like, finally, meetings that are easy. So uh, I guess I guess they're improving that. But I mean, I guess we've talked about this a few episodes ago. It's just like, man, that's got to be that's a weird market to be in because like, what are you gonna do? Right. Like, like the whole, the whole thing is, is basically there's one use case, which is like, you're, you're on, you're at a client site and the network is locked down and you can't get Wi-Fi. And like, is there a solution to that? Like if there's a video conferencing service that can handle that, then uh, yeah. maybe they can float as they say, 250 million instead of. Million. <laughs> uh, so, so I think you just described our, our next startup. Uh, um, hotspot uh voice video conferencing <laughs> that's right that's right that's that's the secret to uh to, to working in the enterprise is everyone you know hotspots their phone yeah. um yeah but uh yeah uh you know not not a whole lot uh, to that uh you know apple they uh they had a bunch of announcements this week uh i know you got to be excited you know uh you and you and brandon are the uh, the apple fanboys. Mm. uh gonna gonna get yourself the uh the platinum card i guess uh, well, now let me ask you this question first. Yes, are, are you on that Google Fi business? Uh, so, uh, so I had the right phone to be on Google Fi, but I bought it um, right when I moved to Australia, and I couldn't sign up for it in Australia. I had to like oh. get a. So no, I'm not on it. I've got. I hate that. I've got. Yeah, I've got Google Voice um, for my U.S. numbers is sitting over there, but I do not have the Fi. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, I had to wait till I was, uh, and I I know about VPNs. I I tried those, <laughs> right? But I, uh, you know, there's this movies anywhere thing, and I had to wait till I was back in the U.S. to sign up for it because, of course, it. Oh man, don't get me started on this. Oh, re- I'm gonna get you started. <laughs> I, I hate I hate that. It's so yes. annoying. It's just yes. like. Mm. Mm, so so I I I, I do use a uh, a, a VPN. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the one I use, but um, I, I, I use a VPN so I can watch my American, you know, subscriptions, things mm-hmm. I'm actually paying for. Yeah. Uh, in Australia, but you know, Netflix, they they understand that VPN stuff. They're all over it and knock it out. You know, so um, yeah. I'm always on Australian Netflix, but uh, you know, uh, Hulu and, and and Amazon, they're not quite as as hip to it. And uh, yeah, so uh, VPNs. I know. Mm. I mean, th- those those Netflix people—they're the ones who are like fucking the, the shit up. Like it's they're they're crazy. Uh, they're very good at that. Like I I was I, I forget I was asking for a sports jacket recommendation over in the developer relations collective Slack channel, and uh, th- this guy, you know, you he, I think he was at Victor Ops or something, and now he's at Datadog. I forget, but this guy Jason Yee, you probably know him. Yeah, yeah. He was he was uh, he had a screenshot, and he uses IP Vanish. So. <laughs> Oh, there's some problems. So I signed up for that. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We'll see if that, but Netflix still caught it, but everything else yep. seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, but they're, it, they're... it is, it is crazy. Like it's, uh, it's so annoying, but uh, yeah. But what, what were we talking about? Apple. <laughs> Apple. So Apple Google Video. Fi, you Apple could not sign TV up Plus. for it. No, I, I did not get the Google Fi. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm still dark ages on, on Telstra. Which, which is, uh, which is, <laughs> hey, dude, about which is which is so weird because Google Fi is like a global phone that works anywhere for the same price, 
except if you want to sign up for it outside of America. Right. Like <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a good, it's a good example of like, well, I get, I guess you live in the Bay area and never leave. Uh, you know, it's a very, annoying. yeah. So, so I, I don't, I, you know, Apple is going to have uh, their video uh, thing, um, which it sounds like it's not a head to head competition with Netflix because mm. they're, they're, they're going to follow the same kind of model that they're, they're doing with their, uh, uh, with the, the Apple news where, you know, they, they take a bunch of subscriber content, put it behind their UI. And, you know, so some of the stuff will be through other subscriber subscriptions. So like if you wanted to watch, say, I don't know, Game of Thrones or something, I think you would pay Apple who would turn around and pay HBO. Uh, oh, that reminds me. That was my most recent disappointment with living abroad <laughs> is I, I tried to sign up for like uh, for like HBO Go or whatever in, in Amazon. Yep. And uh, it let me sign up, and then I tried to play something, and it was like, "Oh, in your region, I'm sorry, that doesn't work." And uh, and and it's just like, "What?" And, <laughs> That'll be fourteen ninety nine, please. Yeah, well, I mean, I was able to cancel it because you get a seven day trial, but it's just like yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. And then on the other, yeah. <laughs> I'm just winding winding you up with expat life. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there is the thing that I paid most attention. Well, there's two things, and I haven't looked into the first, which is there's some screen time additions to fix it. And, and, uh, or to make it better. And I think one of them is that you can just, uh, there's some big button. You can just turn things on or off, which I used whatever that Disney screen time thing was for a yeah. while. And, and, and it was annoying because it was, well, it wasn't annoying. It was not as featureful as I would want, uh, because it only controlled the Wi-Fi, right? So it would, you know, filter out websites and shut down, uh, you know, your kids' devices, but it did have an awesome interface as far as like allow these apps or these websites don't allow these ones. And then it had a few other features, which was just like turn everything on, not not, you know, unrestrict them, like give them free time to use whatever mm -hmm. they want, which is something that screen time didn't have. But I think now they have it. If I understood what I was reading, where you can just say, all right, you know, they've used their, you know, their hour of time for today. But like, I'm going to let them just have two more hours. Which, which <laughs> dad, daddy's got to work yeah yeah Be, because because like uh it, that never happens in this household that right we're very responsible <laughs> but but you know the way it would work in screen time previously is you would have to go to every you would have to actually do a lot of work um so i, I think they put that in there in one other thing and then the other thing i was interested in was you know of course there is as you alluded to was it a titanium card or something mm, yeah and uh and and so the you know and this this is more in the realm of like you know digital transformation and all that so one easy read of it would be so now apple has its own credit card that you get yep. rewards on i think you get one you get two to three percent cash back i think which that's right up your alley um, oh yeah well, you know we never uh, talked uh, about the Ch chase sapphire card we should get to that at some point <laughs> uh, but but you know you look at that and it's like oh now apples and banking so you know they're being disruptive and robot ah, dogs but, everywhere but, but but they're not right exactly so they, but it's yes. like turns out it's actually Goldman Sachs that's just yeah. put an apple logo on their accounts and then also it's mastercard so everything's fine and in fact <laughs> <laughs> and in fact you're getting like if if you if you consider it it's actually a pretty pretty shitty deal right like yeah. it's just like you i guess there's not, it's not that shitty in that you don't have an annual fee if 
if I remember right. So it's yeah. just it's not that it's it's, it, it's a run of the mill card. Exactly. It's, it's not yeah. that it's shitty. It's just not impressive or not unimpressive. There's really nothing that you get, and the uh, the 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 interest rate is basically the same. And so, yeah. but it doesn't have a number, so you can't use it to shop. Yes. So so there is that. That's that's <laughs> cool. I mean that. And, and then there were some articles written about how that would be a great sort of standard thing to do. Which sure, that sounds fine. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, that, that sounds good. Like, yeah, but it's really like a lot, you know, and, and, and this is like my USB-C rant, right? Like it, this part of what I was ranting about was as I was reading over these Apple things and commentary was making me, it was kind of crystallizing this in my head is like, yeah, Apple's always releasing like half developed things like the whole rest of the world is, but that's like, that's like what <laughs> you're like- supposed to do in 2005. Right. Like nowadays, <laughs> like you should develop it a little more. Right. Like it right. Should, you got to like well, compete, you on, know, compete on features, not on vision, essentially. I, I, I think Apple has a has a pretty good track record of putting mm-hmm. stuff out that's like 80 percent baked, yeah. but also like 50 percent ahead of everybody else. I mean, obviously, so, what I'm saying is the strategy they've been executing for the past 15 years is dog shit. <laughs> It's had nothing but terrible results. Yeah, that that was going to be my point. It's like, well, you put something out that is actually pretty far ahead of your competition, and you know, maybe nobody cares. Like, I think uh, I I read they're they're really downplaying like the Apple Hub stuff because nobody seems to care. Yeah. Um, Well, and and that that that's the the uh, is it contrapositive? The opposite that's positive. I think I've asked that. Someone should write in our Slack and tell me what contrapositive means. Uh, But. (laughs) But like the the positive side of that is what you're just saying is like if it seems like they're doing things in a half ass way, you should see the other people, right? Yeah, who, yeah. Who people are, are using their full asses. Or, yeah, or, or no, no. I mean, I mean, they're not. They're not. They're like you know one twenty fourth ass in it, right? Like they're just like <laughs> yeah, they're they're not using their whole asses, but somehow it smells. <laughs> yeah. And and so so that is true. Like having a you know entering this area and stuff is interesting, but it's it reminds me of the. Um, the uh i guess it was last year you know where amazon was like we're going to be entering healthcare with jpmc and berkshire hathaway and then right. you're like what are you going to be doing and it's like what we're going to be doing is stay tuned till next time <laughs> and what we're going to be doing is don't check this space <laughs> yeah and then they even had another announcement that they got dr checklist to like become the ceo and it was like so what are y'all going to be doing and they were like what were we going to be doing stay till stay tuned till next time part two and, <laughs> and it, it's just like you know that that's cool and all but i mean i guess if you were trying to uh do some procurement wrangling which you know uh that's something amazon would never do is to use some tricks to drive down a price to what they want mm. uh like maybe you would announce things just to freak people out but like you dive into it and it's like oh oh okay well i'm going to announce that sometime in the future i am going to be awesome Thank you. Um, wait, wait, wait. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so now all of that said, uh, I think I alluded to this earlier. Someone told me that you actually can use Apple Pay around the Netherlands. And it, and it's gotten me to rediscover how awesome it is. Now, of course, I tried to pay for some coffee and some coconut yogurt and a uh, a very disappointing toasty uh, with mm. it earlier. And it didn't work at the coffee shop. But it's still nice. To, uh, to pay with that. Do, you, do y'all have toasties over there in Australia? Ah, uh, they do. They do. Uh, yeah. That 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 one has uh, translated uh, across uh, 
uh, I was going to say across the pond, but that's like across a bunch of dirt and a few ponds and some more dirt in another pond. Yeah. Um, I don't know but, how I feel uh, about toasties. <laughs> the kids like them and they're dirt cheap compared to other stuff, but they're just conceptually, I'm, I got a lot of problems with them. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, and, and that kind of comes back to, uh, well, uh, the Oracle had some news this week. Um, apparently not everything going well in Cloudland. Uh, are you saying they toasted yeah. some staff? <laughs> I, I'm just saying at some point they were saying sometime in the future, I'm going to be awesome. And we watched that space. And, uh, now you've got, uh, you've got, uh, curry in over at Google mm-hmm. and, uh, apparently there's some sort of inter internecine war going on inside of Oracle, uh, Seattle versus Los Angeles or versus the Bay area. And uh, Seattle apparently has won, and uh, layoffs are a coming to the Oracle Cloud. So, uh, uh, is that is that? I I always think in my head it's internecine, but how do, how do you say it? Internecine? Uh, whatever you said. Okay. Now, now, <laughs> well, I, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll let we'll let we'll let Slack uh, um, tell us how to uh, say words uh, and pronounce things. And now, now, um, now, listen. I was just three credit hours away from an English major, whereas you study uh, rocks. So I think uh, <laughs> this is true. This is true. When I, I, when I have a question about rocks, I will, I will ask you. No I, I'm also good for mathematics, uh, oh. environmental engineering and uh, computer science. Ooh, now, now I'm, now I'm thoroughly embarrassed. Cause I, I don't, I don't know any of those. You gotta, you gotta, you got a facade pattern and a strategy <laughs> pattern and then uh, I'm out. And, 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 and some sedimentary rocks. Now, I was having this discussion with someone, and we'll get back to this recently. Now, the I think the strangler pattern. Yes, is, I like that one. The strangler pattern is a facade pattern, except you have a plan to get rid of the thing you're facading, right? Did the facade pattern, is the facade and the, are the facade and the strangler the same thing, or is there a slight no. difference? Uh, I, I, I they, they kind of go hand in hand, right? So you, you put a... Uh, you put a um, uh, you know a front on so- on something so it you know it has the same appearance and then um, you know the same interface. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to your Java days, you got your your interface. Uh, you're implementing, uh, uh, extending, implementing, whatever. You're using an interface. You implement and, an interface and extend it. Yes. Thank you, thank you. It's been a while since I did Java, and uh, uh, so you've got your interface, and everyone just talks to that interface. So that means you can swap out the back end behind the interface. Not yes. exactly the same as the strangler pattern. The strangler pattern is where you know you might have some, oh, I don't know, some large monolithic application, and what you want to do is you know stop using the pieces of it uh, as you rewrite them. Um, so you you kind of get rid of the bad pieces as you can, as you can. And, and you, you kind of strangle off that monolith by, you know, pulling away its functionality. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's what I meant is there's this, there's a still wrapping of a, of a, a, an interface or an API, but with the strangler, there's this planning to do something about it, but yeah. 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 So, uh, so back yeah. to the Oracle thing. <laughs> back to Oracle. Now, now I, I read, I tried to read. Speaking se- of stranglers. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I read several of these articles and it did, it seemed like the, let's call it informed speculation was that it was in the cloud group, but yeah. like, I don't think Oracle confirmed or denied that anywhere. So like, where, where did this, this idea that it was like cloud people come from? Uh, I probably was reading. Um, a back channel conversation 
of you know people talking about one or two of those articles and um you know that and kind of like the context on twitter is where oh, yeah. i was no no and you don't need any back channeling it's like you go read yeah. the articles and they're like from the cloud group and so we asked oracle if it's from the cloud group and oracle's like we are constantly trying to perfect shareholder value by evaluating <laughs> the motions that we achieve as we are spanning time through life yes uh, and then sometime in the future i'm going to be awesome <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> this week's press release I, oh man I, I that is my new press release uh, <laughs> stay tuned yeah but i guess i guess we're supposed to assume it's in the in the cloud group like is that a? Is well, that, is i that mean cool? where else is that gonna come from right um i don't know golden yeah. gate or something that thing probably makes a lot of money still but i don't uh, even know what that is so it's probably making money i think golden gate is a way to batch jobs sync up your shit like your your applications or, or you know, if only we had the internet. I, I actually had someone explain what Golden Gate was to me not too long ago. And uh, and it made a lot of sense. It allows you to replicate, filter, and transform data from one database to another. Whew. I'm sure those DevOps kids are way deep into that shit up to the neck. They're like, let's let's uh, let's do let's do data replication sec dev bizops. They're probably really, <laughs> really into that. You know, now, now that that's going to kick off something. The other night uh, at dinner, we were kind of talking about the the uncool parts of 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 you know enterprise software and and uh, you know it, it's the, the the kind of the unfun things like well enterprise software that um, like you know, pay the bills <laughs> like batch jobs and ETL and and you know all that Golden Gate stuff and you know there's. At the end of the day, it's not always that different. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if you wanted to, uh, if your goal was to make a lot of money, you know, you could go work at uh, your oracles or, or, or someone like that. Um, and you could get a job working on some unsexy technology that would pay those bills. So if you wanted to say, I don't know, learn COBOL, you could probably make, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, just saying. So I don't know. We're always ragging on these things, but, uh, you know, you don't have to do the new stuff to, to, Enjoy your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's your old uh, it's your old bimodal uh, mode one, mode two, sad mode, happy mode. All that. <laughs> no, there, there's the re- retire you know uh, replacing retirees mode. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know, uh, going in and finding those jobs where they're like, all oh, the COBOL programmers are dying, and you're like, here I am. I've got a good 20 years left in my engine. Yeah, you know, that, that is, you know I, I I as as I'm sure you do. I talk with a uh, let me think. Well, it's always financial companies banks or insurance companies. <laughs> yes exactly and, that's who i was and, talking about yeah and, and they always have mainframe stuff and like you know you talk with you talk with the uh you're talking with the cool kids there and they're complaining about mainframes uh and yep. i i always think like i mean i'm no i'm no mainframe expert but it's like it's like a computer and then there's code <laughs> how so, different could it be yeah no and, and and admittedly right there's on the other hand there's also like c and i don't know ruby right like there there are these things but it's just like just because it runs on an x86 versus a i don't know what the fuck 86 like i, I mean like it's like you could check that into version control i think like they always people always talk about mainframes as if technologically it's this I don't even know what, like this impossible changeable thing. And now, now to uh, uh, unbury the lead, like if what they're saying is those mainframe people are like a bag of dicks and they don't want to do anything, <laughs> then that's, that's a whole, you, you other... know what? 
I, I'm not adding them to my Twitter followers. <laughs> there you go. Now that's that's like a whole other thing. If if I don't want to get like you know a bucket of hot dogs thrown in my face, sure. But like it's just like that's that's a different discussion than the impossibility of mainframes. And so it does seem like I don't know. There's something weird going on in that discussion. That as all these things is like there's a different conversation being had, and therefore the solutions to it aren't really like that helpful. So if it's just like the people don't want to change, then it's like, well, you, maybe you should try to change the people. And and if the discussion is the mainframe is too expensive, then it's like, okay, well, you should stop doing that. But I almost, I don't know why I'm an apologist for mainframes all of a sudden, but it's almost like I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure like the code is just code, right? Like there's not a yeah, problem. I mean, it, it, yes, the code is mostly code. I mean, it, it, it is, the, the problem is a lot of it predates a lot of the, uh, useful software design patterns, mm, you know, right, right, right. Uh, ideas. So, you know, some stuff might not be in source control. Yeah. Um, you know, there might not be CICD. So what I, what know, I, was I feel like to, you've, what you've I was kind of de- getting at, I feel like you described almost every prospect you and I probably call on. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but, but, but think if like you had to go spelunking into code written in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so it's like, well, how do you strangler pattern something that's not in CVS, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so um, what I'm saying, though, is if you had the appetite for uh, digital archaeology and you were into it, that's probably a very lucrative field being like, you know, you know what? Uh, I'm going to get business cards that just say like mainframe strangler. And <laughs> mm, that's good. That's good. You know, and then because because, you know, that is that's what I'm talking about as the lucrative opportunity. I don't I don't want to go and be like, hey, uh, you know, our, our payment system from 1981 needs a patch. No, I want to take that payment system and move it on to, you know, uh, new platforms that, you know, do not cost you, you know, $1.2 million yeah. you know, support contract every single year. Um, and so that's, that's what I was kind of getting at. And so, yeah, um, yeah, well, no, yeah. And, and, and I think, I think, I think as always, uh, you and I have, uh, in, in, in whatever definition of this complimented each other's points is, uh, the, the, the point that it's not that the mainframe is bad. It's that you've done a shit job managing it. Right. Like you <laughs> yeah, basically you, you didn't get off it fast enough. And here you are. Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't do the arc, the enterprise architecture job of making sure that like this is in a healthy state. We're not building up too much tech debt and and whatever. Right. Like instead you and I hear this all the time, too, is like we don't know what's going on over there. Like we don't even know if it's used and, and things like that. And then it gets compounded uh, by how expensive a mainframe is or. How expensive is a relative term by the different pricing model of mainframes? Let me let me put it that way, right? Yeah. Um, because as as any good vendor will tell you, things are not expensive. You just do not get enough value from them. Uh, so that's 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 how you figure that one out. Um, I like, yeah, yeah. You can you, can, you that that one is in the Creative Commons. Thanks to Corey Doctorow. You can, you can <laughs> throw that in there. Yeah, but but it is you know I think I think man I I bet I could find an enjoyable uh, second. Well, I guess it would be third at this point. No, wait. Yeah, fourth. third third career in in being. I think a, you're on fourth career, right? Well, let's see. Well, I was I was a programmer when I was a uh-huh. junior in high school, and then and then I was at Red Monk. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, then I, and then I yeah. and then I did it, and then I was an analyst. So I was an analyst. Right. Then I did M and A, and now I'm now I'm on a hookster. Oh, oh yeah. So you could your fifth your yes. fifth career change could yes. be 
uh, you know, a mainframe strangler. Cause, cause I feel like, I feel like this would be, this would be the life of a mainframe strangler. Let me lay it out. <laughs> One for like a year or so, you would go read a bunch of old books which old computer books, which I'm totally into. Have you ever got one of those like old computer books from the eighties that's printed in like courier? Oh yeah. (laughs) Man, I love those books. I used to have, before I sold all my books before moving over here, I used to have like four of those and they were so, Mm. they were so nice to read one because they were books and you would read them. And it was like, if you change the computer languages uh, to modern day languages, this is exactly the same book. Like it's basically the same problem you're solving over and over again. But then it's also historically good because you get to read about the, how do you say his name? Boheme spiral method. And like, you get this historic view of things. So you would get to read all of these things about the history of programming uh, in real time. So you'd learn that. And then you would go get to like, I could finally work with people who are now my own age, like just old people. And that would be fun. We could, we could make jokes. Uh, and <laughs> they they get all your, uh, your Bruce Sterling type references. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then I would have this interesting, uh, unique talent that I could go be arrogant about and speak to people. At, and I would go get to visit a lot of people. Maybe I wouldn't the, like the, this part. Wait, wait. I think you're already doing these things. Oh, oh, I know. But it's just a different, a different, uh, different type of water that would be flowing through my pipes. Uh, mm. and, and, uh, and then I would get to like do some programming. Like it'd be fun to like kind of look through that old code and, that was always my favorite part. Is this true? My one of my favorite parts of programming was like just sitting there in like a uh, a debugger and like tracing code to like yeah. see where it was going. Yeah. Like there, I, there was that it. there was that time that I I wrote uh, I wrote a JMX collector for WebSphere five point one and six point and and like all like all Java stories, I'll, I won't tell the whole thing, but the end story is like class loading is terrible, right? <laughs> It's just in, uh, it's a path problem, um, which is, you know, the equivalent of DNS. So, 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 you know, when I'm, when I'm ready to shuffle off, uh, all my mainframe people call, call me up and, uh, I want to, I want to investigate that. I want to do some mainframe coding. Yeah. That, that's, that's going to be our next, uh, our next startup software defined mainframes. I mean, can you, (laughs) can you imagine like what a niche market that is and like how talk about like a big fish in a small pond. That but that's be. the thing. You, you know, you're going to show up, and there's going to be all these people who are already there who are like, "Shh, don't tell anybody," because mm. <laughs> uh. I'm telling you, I see that stuff, and and like you know, I, I I rock into some of these banks, and there's this guy who's like, "Yeah, I do, uh, I do MQ." And you're like, what do you mean? He's like, no, I'm a consultant. I do MQ for, you know, seven different banks across Sydney. And my hourly rate is like $500. And you're like, Jesus Christ, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm into it. I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, you you know, to be, to be overly arrogant, you know, my brand, I can show up and be like, I charge $500. How's it going? Let me tell you how that all works. And uh, I, I think, you, you know, I think, I think we need a little bit of pizzazz in the mainframe world. I think it'd be fine. You gotta but you gotta bust that thing wide open. And uh to to use one of my old terms, you have to use the uh have you have you ever gone over one of my strategy uh patterns, which is uh light a fire in an airtight room and whoever can hold their breath the longest wins. Like, mm, it's that, like outrunning the bear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Outrunning the bear. Well said. Well said. 
Well, anything else we should go over before recommendations? <laughs> that was that was uh, heavy on the news. See, I, and I wanted to bring it back to like, well, you got your Kubernetes 1.14, and we'll, we'll throw some mainframe into that, and we got our AWS App Mesh, and that'll need some mainframe. And well, well, um, no, let's 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 hit on the Kubernetes stuff a little bit. My, I read some of the Kubernetes updates. Looks like you got or, or you got up, you got Windows and storage. Yep. Is that yeah. is that what's going on? There you go. Um, so uh, the the Windows support in Kubernetes is uh, uh, G eight. Mm. Uh, so um, and that's one of those things. When I was reading that, I was kind of thinking, are people using this, or is this one of those things where like Microsoft just throws a bunch of weight into it to see if it will happen, right? Because I I felt like they did that with uh, the Windows uh, the Hyper V support in OpenStack, right? I'm like, did anyone actually ever use that? Uh, so, um, I kind of wonder about that for the, the Kubernetes windows support. Uh, cause I keep like asking customers about windows containers, uh, and not just customers like anybody. So if, uh, if you're a listener and you're all up on the windows server containers, let us know. I, I'm curious to see how the traction is on that. Um, but, uh, the windows support for Kubernetes, I wonder if that's aspirational or actually, uh, happening. Mm. Um, you know. And everybody don't, 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 those, don't those Microsoft people have a lot of like container and Kubernetes people? I mean, they employ like, you know, probably uh, three fourths of the entire IT market. You know. <laughs> well, they do. They do. But it's also like, are they writing this for themselves or are they writing it for customers? Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, because because obviously, like, you know, Microsoft does a lot in the Linux space and, and there's a lot of Linux use on Azure. Right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of Kubernetes on Azure. But is are they are they still bringing in that that Windows, you know, trying to bring that Windows ecosystem somewhere that isn't really receptive to it? That's what I want to know. You know, I think I think if you're going to try to be the uh, the new Horace Deju or Ben Thompson, you would uh, maybe what's her name? Mary. It's not Meeker, but I forget it. You would, you would, you would like, you would do that treatment on Microsoft, like because they they are kind of like much admired and little analyzed, right? Like there's not really. I think every now and then, uh, oh man, what's her name? It's not Mary. She's she's all she's covered Microsoft forever. It's embarrassing. I can't remember her name. Uh, but you know, every now and then you got your Larry Larry Dignan or whatever over there on ZDNet, and he'll kind of poke at Microsoft financials and things. Uh, but most people don't really well, cover them too closely. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe Mary maybe Jo some... Foley, Mary Jo Foley. That's, <laughs> that's what you got there. Um, maybe, maybe there's some sort of interplay between, you know, your, your 2008 into lifing and server containers. I don't know. I, I, I want, I want someone who really knows the space to let me know. So, uh, mm. uh, there's some people I, I'll, I'm going to pick their brains on hopefully in the next week. Uh, Speaking of, uh, uh, I, re- yeah. I read. I keep interrupting you. I apologize for that, and you know, hopefully, it doesn't ruin the quality of this. Ep- 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 <laughs> you know what happened? I just, I just hit my USB hub. <laughs> See? <laughs> yes. But let me, let me make sure. Okay, I'm, you can hear me, right? Yes. See, this is why it's bullshit. <laughs> Uh, well, I've been wrecking, I've been on the USB C the whole time with without problems. So, uh, no, Kote. Hopefully, it didn't screw up our recording. No, nah, we're good. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Let me. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna publish all of this so people know how terrible USB C is. Let me. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. 
I'm, I'm going to look in here. 25 megs today at five. Okay. I think we're cool. I think we're cool. All right. All right. Is it? Okay. Anyways, uh, whew, man, that was scary. Are you still there? I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Microsoft. What were we saying? Uh, I think we were getting close to wrapping it up. <laughs> I, 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 I like your agenda driving. Like, mm, we were saying nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, let me just close out that Kubernetes thing. You know, I pay a lot of attention to Kubernetes, and it seems like it seems like you got two things going on in the Kubernetes world. Uh, you got you got your uh, you get your soft tenancy. You want that to be hard tenancy. No, no jokes intended there. Just being metaphorically literal. And uh, so you got to fix that, right? So that so that you actually have uh, security and tenancy. So you got that going on. And then basically yep. you've got storage. And it seems like when the Kubernetes world fixes that, everyone else is fucked. It's just yeah. like you get you get those things in there, done. Like then well, basically well, that that and that and and hosting your VMs. Now, oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> your pets. You gotta bring the pets in. Because you, you know? actually need something. It doesn't actually install the VM. That's that's where basically uh Google buys HashiCore and open sources all of it, and then Kubernetes is free and totally destroys the infrastructure software market, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean let's let's the the mode two infrastructure software market that represents a a, a fast growing five to ten percent of uh global software spend. But mm. like but really, I mean that's what you got, right? You gotta have your IaaS and you gotta terraform it, which they literally call it that, and then you're gonna layer on your Kubernetes that can handle storage and uh hard tenancy, and then that's it's that's all wrapped up, right? Yeah. There won't be anything left. We'll we'll just stop writing infrastructure software yeah. from then on. Yeah, there's, there's someone someone needs to have a guest appearance from Luke Kanice, and he can talk about the Jevon paradox or something like Ooh. that. Yeah, that, and that, then that that was a very counterintuitive and, and and in a good way position he had is like, no, we are not destroying your job, right? Like we're actually uh, creating a bigger opportunity, or as I would say, mess for you in the future. So <laughs> you should embrace this. Yeah. So uh I I I uh there's some new conferences I'll I'll be nope. speaking at. There I've been at many spring one tours. Uh I was in London and uh, of course Amsterdam last week and I feel like I spoke somewhere earlier this week in Stockholm at a Dell event. I'm going to be in Oslo. I don't think I've ever been in Oslo at a, at a Dell event that I really have no details on to, to get Yeah, me neither. Listener. And uh and then also I'm going to be I'm going to be down in uh South Africa for one of the spring one tours there in uh April. Whichever week April 11th is on, I'll be in Johannesburg and then Cape Town. And then someone was nice enough in Twitter to say, hey, you should come talk at the DevOps meeting in Cape Town on April 11th. So I will be there. So you will. Yeah. And then I'm also going to be, you know, the company that owns the register puts on this uh, continuous life cycle thing. I don't know when that is, but I'll be speaking at it. How about yourself, Matt Ray? Uh, pretty quiet on the, uh, the speaking front. I am headed to ChefConf uh, in May. Mm -hmm. And I will be speaking. Uh, the topic is banking on automation, so that'll be that'll be fun. Is that and, a pun, uh, Matt Ray? Oh, you know it. <laughs> I might have come up with that, and uh, you know, made T-shirts for for some of our customers. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's I think my next public uh, public gig, and then uh, ChefConf London uh, has been announced. So. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to that yet, but that'll be exciting. If you're if if you're looking towards visiting London post Brexit, 
boy, do we have the conference for you. Oh, you know, I, I think <laughs> I am going to have to get uh, a, either pages added to my passport or a new passport only because of fucking Brexit. Right. Like yeah. I would have been totally cool with this uh, Shanigan like border thing or whatever they call it. Shillelagh, Shib- Shibidow, whatever it is. Shibboleth. Yeah, the shibboleth. But man, I go up to London like at least once a month and that's two stamps in my passport. It's fucking my oh. shit up. Right. Like I and uh, I even I got the UK registered traveler. So actually, no, it's it's wow. It would be four stamps, but it's two stamps because of the Dutch, uh, which love the Dutch. They're fine. Good bread. Uh, but they're always stamping my stuff when I go to London. <laughs> Can you now? Nathan doesn't work for y'all anymore, right? Uh, no, he uh, is now an uh, evangelist at Google, but mm-hmm. he will be speaking at ChefConf too. Of course, he is. Uh, now I don't know who the new Nathan is, but can you talk to the na- new Nathan and say they need to have a live software-defined talk recording? Oh, uh, so uh, Nell Shamrall uh, has has taken over as uh, the the head of community for Chef, and she's uh, she won some award for best uh, DevOps community leader. That's nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, she's she's doing great, and uh, we'll have a we'll have some big community announcements uh, pretty soon. Good way to avoid the uh, commitment there, Matt Ray. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? If uh, uh, given the given the opportunity, we will. Yeah, that's good. All right. And then also, uh, you got DevOps Days uh, Minneapolis coming up. It's August sixth yep. and seventh. And if you when you register, which you should do, you can use the code SDT twenty nineteen to get fifty dollars off. Now, we've told you several times you should join the Slack channel. I think that uh, if you just go to softwaredefinedtalk.com, you can find the Slack channel up there, and you don't can just sign up thanks to our friend jj and uh who last i saw him had a magnificent beard it like, it, it was amazing yes yeah yes, yes. very very good magnificent yep. uh and uh you know if you want some stickers you can email us at stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com as brandon would probably tell you if he were here we have no more t-shirts too bad but the, but what you should do is in, you should still write us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, you can always check out his quick con call iPhone app, which will help you call into Zoom us or Zoom yeah. us, depending on how jingoistic you feel. Now, with that, Matt Ray, this week, yes, what do you recommend? Well, so uh, all this talk about you know uh, VPNs and and getting to stuff on networks. Uh, there have been a couple of shows that I wanted to watch on Netflix and. Uh, um, most of my movie watching is on flights. Mm. And so I, you know, obviously if I had an iPad, um, or, you know, some sort of tablet, I, I could download movies to those things. They have an offline viewing mode, but I was like, I wonder if there's a way to, you know, do offline downloads for, for my Mac at, cause they have it for windows, but not for the Mac. Mm. <laughs> and so if you Google offline Mac OS Netflix, it's like, there's not, here's how you do it with uh screen flow and just do screen capture. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think that's piracy. It's just like, you know, uh, I'm de- recording something that I'm paying for so I can watch it. Yeah. Time yeah. And delete it. Yeah. That's, so, that's, that's, that's really close on the, that's far on the Corey Doctorow side of the uh the spectrum but but you know i celebrate that i don't i don't want to like be doing crack in disneyland but i'm no no (laughs) yeah so that's uh that um that's my uh my tip um my recommendation if you if you want to watch netflix and you got a 14 hour uh flight coming up uh that's uh delayed a, a day well you know 
you, you, you got to do that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then my, my other pick, uh, I might've picked this before, but you know, it, I, I, it became topical based off our earlier conversation, um, book called the culture map. It's about how different, uh, countries and cultures communicate and, um, how things like, uh, feedback is best is perceived. Um, you know, the, you mentioned the Dutch, uh, apparently are very direct with their mm. negative feedback, but people are not offended by it. Yes. Um, whereas, uh, and, and, and some, countries are very high context like you know oh well you know because he used the uh apostrophe here he's you know referring to you know the hundred years war you know um whereas yeah, uh america <laughs> um I so, mean, so high- the hundred let me be clear the hundred years war not funny but that sort of <laughs> that it's, it's a it's a typical eat shoots and leaves type of situation yes yes but 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 some countries are very high context um like japan um mm. and and some countries are very low context, like uh, the U.S., where we will we will over talk something to shit to death because, uh, you know, we're we're not very subtle. Yeah, I mean, we obviously we don't over talk stuff over here in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that that reminds me of of one of the things that endeared me to uh, James Waters early on is uh, I think I was maybe even at Red Monk. I was either at Red Monk or Four Fifty One. And I went into his office and, and, and I was just talking with him when he was at Pivotal and we were having our pleasantries. And then right away, he was just like, listen, I'm a cards on the table kind of guy. Like, what should we be doing together? Tell, tell me how you can help me. And I was like, all right, I love that. Right. Cause, cause, you know, with in an analyst, uh, potential customer, especially a vendor situation, there's a whole bunch of pussyfooting around stuff. I don't know if that word can still be, I assume that's a cat, not, not other things, but there's a whole bunch of like, perambulating and backward behavior and he was he was by no means soliciting anything like nasty but he was kind of like i mean i keep up with stuff pretty well and like so i don't know if i need you to tell me what's going on and like so what what are projects we can work on together which uh was refreshing it was it was nice which you know americans are often they they get upset at europeans for being direct but we're direct as fuck like we can just be yeah yeah Put well, cash and, on the and, barrel, or you can go fuck yourself, right? Like we're pretty, <laughs> pretty straightforward. But but it also it, it's how feedback is perceived mm. and, and delivered, and, and so in the U.S. you always say like you know three positives and a negative that kind I of see. stuff. I see. And the Dutch are like, who's got time for that? Right? Yeah. You know this is this is crap. And you're like, I appreciate you that that you told see. me my work is crap. Just yeah. like their sandwiches, the Dutch use the open face shit sandwich. They don't don't, don't have it closed. In fact, that'd be a great chart. Like, you know, a culture that has a, has a bread on top and bottom, probably like a subtle one that doesn't have bread on top. They give you the open face. And, and if you have rice with a piece of uh, fish on top, (laughs) that means something. Hmm. (laughs) That's like talking to space carpets. It's a whole other thing. Uh, yeah, so. I, will, I, I need to check that book out because I have recently. It's good. It's good. I have recently yeah. been told that I don't read enough women orders and uh, women orders, uh, women authors, and that looks like it's by uh, uh, someone has, has a lady name, and that looks like an interesting <laughs> book. So I need to read that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so tell me, tell me another tip that you got from the Culture Code. Uh, oh wow. Um, uh, yeah, the, the feedback is is just top of mind because uh, it was talking about you know Australians are more direct than the British uh, and the 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 Dutch uh, are are very direct. Um, 
I'm working with uh, a few Russians and Oof. some Japanese. Yeah, and, and so the Russians are very hierarchical, um, huh. and 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 so uh, you know you can talk down to the people below you, but you are always very uh, you know guarded in what you say. Oh, yeah, deferential. Yeah, uh, to the people above you. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, all these little things. And, and the book's got, you know, charts about, you know, how countries do things. And it's like, oh, yeah, when I'm in, uh, when I'm in Japan, when I'm in, you know, Australia, when I'm talking to, you know, Germans, uh, these things kind of float around in the back of your head. So, uh, if, if, if you like me uh, and, and Kote, uh, who, you know, talk to a lot of different audiences, it's, it's just nice to have, uh, at least be kind of versed in it. You know, I, I think yeah. I was already fairly, uh, fairly good at, um, trying not to like, just be the, the loud, ugly American. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a good read. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, when, when uh, I was lucky enough to, to read this book a long time ago by, uh, and she writes a lot of other books by De- Deborah Tannen. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking at her list of books now and she's written so many of, so many of them. I can't like, figure out which one it was but it's basically how men and women talk differently and uh man it was it was like such an eye-opener of just like that concept is even possible <laughs> like, like it was it was an I, I read this like a long long time ago but it was it was a really good book well uh my recommendation i i have i have i think i have a, a point of follow-up and then a recommendation first i've only worn this for less than a day because i just got it today but i want to recommend uh, the Patagonia three in one trays parka. Now, what this is, is you got, you got, a, they call it, speaking of puns, are you ready for this one, Matt Ray? I'm ready. It has their, their patented H2 No waterproof technology on it. Uh, <laughs> which basically means it's waterproof <laughs> on the shell, which if you live in a place like Amsterdam is handy. But it also has a zip in, uh, you know, as my friend Josh Long would call it trash bag puffy jacket uh liner right so i already have like a puffy jacket you know that not like the vests all the vcs wear except it has arms on it too uh and so i got one of those but this one is a liner that zips in and zips out uh and so that's great because now i can just have the one thing and i have two now you might be asking like i was why is it three in one i just counted two things well that's because they're a bit of annoying they're like well if you zip them together that becomes a whole other item and you're just like yeah yeah i i guess i guess so but no got me there yeah zing go save a fucking national park like anyways uh but yeah no it's a it's a really good jacket and also i never realized this but you know how jackets often have two pulls on a zipper uh yes kim showed me that that bottom one is so you can zip it up so you can like spread your legs out on a bike it's amazing. I this I've been through my whole life and I've never realized that's what that other zipper is for. Wow. Um, it's pretty awesome. But I I've been it's a it's a great jacket. And at least in the European market, this is a good example of software not in action, is you actually have to create a whole new account to order from Patagonia Europe uh, from US Europe. Talk about your batch job problems, right? Like they, they need to figure that out or get some golden gate or something. But anyways, uh, yeah, uh, if you order at least from the European place, you can get 110 euros off. It's on sale now, which which as Kim sort of like shamefully said, is that 20% off or 30% off? And I had to say, uh, it's, it's 20% off. So it's not cheap. 
but that's a good good saving. Now, my other recommendation, I've already uh, mentioned Bruce Sterling. You should go check out his talks. But I'm going to recommend my own blog at Cote.io, <laughs> which I have that. recently spent over the past three or four weeks. Uh, I spent a lot of time kind of revamping that back and getting back in the habit of actually using it. So if you go there, it's like the blog that I've had basically uh, for the past 20 so years where I just mostly put a bunch of links on there. And just to whet your appetite, this is actually my complete blog. I haven't gone back and proof uh, sort of looked at all the posts, but it goes all the way back to basically, I think maybe July of 2000. And wow. you can you can go through and see what uh, young Cote's life was like. And Matt Ray figures prominently in there every now and then. Brandon <laughs> shows up sometime and there's all sorts of fun stuff going on. That was back when I was really into Cool Keith as well. So you can oh. see some things there. But it's fun. It's It's fun for me to go through and one, see like, is there content here that if I ever want to run for political office will cause me to stop running? Uh, which <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's uh, maybe, uh, but yeah, it's also that, fun that, just that, to, that it, in the business cards that say mainframe strangler. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fun just to go see my own stuff, but also to kind of remember the, the tone and sort of village that blogging was at some point. It's uh it's interesting. It's very similar to Twitter, right? Where you would just be like, I just got back somewhere. I was thinking this. It's, it's fun to look through. So uh, the dog's reminding us it's time to stop. Junebug, come here. Uh, so as always, this has been softwaredefinedtalk.com. Uh, if you want to find the show notes to this episode, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 172. And my dog would like you to know that you should totally do that. Sometimes I think bogs, dogs bark for joy, right? Anyways, uh, and also, Junebug, come over here. You should, uh, you should join the Slack channel. You can uh, recommend us to other people. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
just singing little dog.